0: Mike Cyber Radio is an independently produced podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any other broadcasting entities that either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things. They're on my mind each and every week. If you want to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram, or you can write into the mailbag. MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com Got another jam-packed show for you this week, including my hot takes on the new trailers for Star Wars The Last Jedi and The New Mutants. Plus... I've got music from local favorites, Flicker and Fade, and the newest single from Waking Things, all in anticipation of their show this Friday at the Rendezvous here in Seattle. It's the return of Get Off My Lawn with Old Man Mike, and we're talking Cheswan Sauce. Um, I think maybe I got that right. Um, All of that and more on this brand new episode of Mike Seibert Radio, but first... So, my first shout outs this week go out to both the Robin Slim Show and J360 Productions for including me in their Follow Friday Twitter blast last week. Check them out at Robin Slim show and at J360 productions on Twitter respectively. Also, I want to give a huge happy birthday shout out to my friend, apprentice and former partner in broadcasting crime, the host of the Monday project, Big E from KGRG <laughs> Airhorn Elijah) <laughs> So here's the deal. I, um, I, uh, I, I was going to surprise Elijah uh, for his birthday. I was going to show up on Monday night and uh, a couple hours before he took to the KGRG airwaves and just uh, um, hang out for a couple hours. And uh, the surprise ended up being uh, on me. I, I was the one with the surprise because I show up at the station and the um, power's out. I I go into the building where the radio station is over at Green River College and uh, come to find out that, uh, that, yeah, it was dark. It was scary. I thought Jason Voorhees was going to get me for a hot minute. I make my way into the radio station completely deserted. Um, so, yeah, nobody was there. So I... Uh, I kind of wrecked the surprise a little bit because I I texted Elijah. I was like, "Yo, you on campus?" He writes me back. He's like, "Yeah, what's up?" So I so I tell him. I'm like, "Well, I'm at the radio station. There's no power, and I was here to uh, surprise you for your birthday." He's like, "Oh, I'm at the bus." So I uh I um uh went out there, hung around with uh Elijah and Malcolm uh for for a good little bit and, and it was cool catching up. You know, it was it was actually kinda dope just the three of us just uh just kicking it for a few, um, you know, catching up on all the uh college radio gossip and, and all that stuff. But then I uh, uh damnedest thing, I look over Elijah's shoulder and i see um i see what i am pretty sure is smoke and i was like hey um that looks like smoke and sure enough um there was a uh, unfortunately there was a house fire that was uh going on uh, right across the street from the college right across from the bus stop where we were hanging out and none of us had actually seen a house on fire before it was it was it was oddly surreal as near as we could tell everybody was okay but um it, it it was just damn bizarre because we were the only one standing on the sidewalk and saw this, and right about the time I was kind of, uh, I had my phone in my hand, thinking to myself, well, do I need to call nine one one? About then, like a, a campus safety person in in their uh, uh, yellow green vest came out. We thought he was going to call nine one one or something. No, he he was he was just kind of checking it out and seeing what's up, but. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, about about the time I had my phone in my hand to dial nine one one, we could hear the sirens off in the distance. Uh, fire truck showed up, uh, followed by a, uh, a medic car and another fire truck and a police officer van, and um, it became really hectic really quick. But the thing that was interesting is that uh, with the power outage, basically any students that were on campus were uh, kind of evacuated and they took off. And while we were hanging there at the bus stop, it was pretty barren. Until the fire crew started showing up and then suddenly everybody that was parked on the campus suddenly wanted to decide to leave because I, it, it was kind of frustrating because like fire trucks are trying to get through right about the time people are trying to exit the parking lot of the of the school of the college it was just, uh, it was like get a clue people um but yeah so so i uh i ended up having a, a a little more adventure than i think i anticipated um uh so yeah unfortunately elijah didn't get to do a radio show on his birthday but he uh he all, it turns out all of his friends that he uh, was having up uh for what would have been the radio show that i was going to totally crash and surprise um ended up just a uh, uh, Hanging out at his house, and and they uh, kicked it and partied and and all of that. So, um, but yeah, just just. Damned bizarre. Um, just uh, and and just to see how quickly the uh, uh, the flames got out of control. Like we we went from seeing where there was smoke to kind of walking a little bit, and I kind of looked out on the horizon, and I thought I was seeing the sunset. No, it was it was the the um, uh, this house fire that had just pretty much engulfed this entire house very quickly, and and fortunately um, it hadn't. Spread. but one thing that did kind of crack me up though that this was kind of in a in a um, uh, uh older community across the street from the college all the houses were very very close together and and some were kind of on the rundown side but this uh this dude who's living in the house uh, next door comes out uh, first we see him driving several cars um, across the lawn presumably to get the vehicles out of the way but then he comes out with like this garden hose and we're thinking, and again, we're across, we're safely across the street, and just kind of, kind of watching this. Um, we're thinking he's gonna like try to fight the fire with his garden hose. Nope, he's spraying his own house. He's, uh, he's trying to water his house just in case, like the, the fire tries to jump. So that was a, uh, again, it was a bizarre, interesting experience, um, and that, that the three of us uh, got to share. But um, um moving on from that, uh regarding my comments last week on last week's show on the Justice League trailer, uh my buddy Killing spree tweeted me saying, "Here's what you're missing concerning Justice League. You're not a fanboy that'll shut your brain off and gobble up whatever Warner Brothers tells you to." And that very well could be. Um, also, uh, something I totally forgot to mention on last week's podcast one of the things that I think I'm the most annoyed about is the marketing for Justice League. You know, from the posters to the trailers, it seems that they're going out of their way to pretend and somehow fool us into thinking that somehow Superman isn't in this movie. I, I don't get it. I mean, I mean, Henry Cavill is credited as Superman on IMDb. Also, there are tons of branded Superman toys. In, in fact, I saw more different types of Superman figures than Wonder Woman figures uh, when when I was at Walmart the other day. Now. That might be a conversation for a different day, but my point is, you don't put out toys of a character that isn't in your movie. You're not fooling anybody. Now, like Killing Spree mentioned in a tweet, it's not like it would be the first time a toy line has spoiled a movie, but still, I guess we're just going to have to wait until next month when uh, Justice League hits theaters, and... I still don't know if I'm going to go or not. Um, It's this weird thing, uh, either morbid curiosity uh, or hate watching or just want no part of it. Um, I may have to check with Mrs. Mad to see where she sits on that and maybe uh, uh, let that kind of guide me. I also want to shout out Shane Moore. Uh, he's the host of the Sports and Sorts podcast, who uh, mentioned that not only is Cam Newton an ass, like I talked about on last week's show, but that he's also overrated. Now, um, in case you missed it, here's what Cam Newton had to say during a recent press conference.
1: It's funny to hear a female talk about
2: routes. Like
0: it's funny. So um, obviously there was some backlash, but uh, the thing that really irritates me, oh, this this just gets under my skin. I, I, I can't stand Cam Newton, but, but the thing that really bothers me is uh, the apology that he put out on his Twitter.
1: After careful thought, I understand that my word choice was extremely degrading and disrespectful uh, to women. And to be honest, that was not my intention's. If you are a person who took offense to what I said, I sincerely apologize to you. Uh, I'm a man who tries to be a positive role model in my community and tries to use my platform to inspire others. And I own, I, I take ownership to everything that comes with that and what I did was extremely unacceptable. Um, I'm a father to two beautiful daughters and at their age, I try to instill in them that they can do and be anything that they want to be. Uh, and The fact that during this whole process, I've already lost sponsors and countless fans. I realize that the joke is really on me. And I've learned a valuable lesson from this. And to the the young people who see this, I hope that you learn something from this as well. Um, Don't be like me, be better than me. And to the reporters, to the journalists, to the moms, super moms, to the daughters, the sisters, And the women all around the world, I sincerely apologize and hope that you can find the kindness in your heart to forgive me. Thank you.
0: Give me a break. Now, okay, so I, I don't want to dwell on this too much, but over the last few years i've uh, I've learned quite a bit about terrible apologies uh, we uh, we spent a lot of time on uh, the mechanics of what actually makes for an appropriate apology uh, during the interpersonal communications class I took over at, uh, at over at Green River a couple years ago and and the thing that 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 really bugs me is the part where he says, if you are a person who took offense to what I said, I sincerely apologize to you. Um that's not really taking any ownership of doing something wrong that's the same thing as saying I'm sorry you feel that way as a response to offending or hurting somebody that's a that's not an apology um, it's more like hey I'm sorry for that thing I did that bothered you I won't do that thing anymore or or something to that effect um, so yeah but but hey if uh, if you want to learn more about about what makes for good, apologies. Uh, Take interpersonal communication over at Green River College. Um, uh, I think it's uh, CMST 220 or some such like that. Um, But I I, I mention it and kind of throw them a plug here, uh, because that that was uh, one of my favorite classes that I took uh, outside of the radio program. And uh, a good chunk of the curriculum involves going through the first season of Friday Night Lights and deciding... Discussing how the characters use different communication styles, and kind of, you know, you kind of really break down uh, the the types of communication uh, uh, that we use, and and what works and what doesn't. Um, it, it's really fun when you can take something you like. Um, as I, I mean, I, I was huge into this show when it was on. And uh, to look at it from an academic perspective uh, was was pretty cool. Um, anyway, head over to greenriver.edu if you want to check out that. Um, and finally, um, I wanted to give a shout out to Salish Lodge and Spa over at uh, Snoqualmie Falls. Uh, my wife and I had an amazing time celebrating our anniversary Recently, uh, Eric, our waiter at dinner was excellent as well, and um, he gets extra kudos uh, for pronouncing our last name correctly. It's a uh, you know I've talked about this uh, uh, frequently, but it's either spelled backwards or pronounced backwards, um, depending upon where in the country you come from. Unless you're my name brother Matt Siebert of the Mr. BS show over in uh, the Coloradas, uh, but anyway, the uh, um, the food was spectacular. The falls were breathtaking and the room was great. But the uh, uh, the only thing that was a little bit of a bummer, uh, apparently my wife had booked a river view room and we we ended up on this weird corner where, you know, it's like we saw some of the river and kind of like some of the top of the falls. But really, more than anything, it was like we got to see um, this like industrial hydroelectric power plant stuff. Um, uh, more than anything, she was a little disappointed. Um, but it was it was still a great time overall. Um, would recommend if you have a very special occasion that you want to celebrate in style, but not for the faint of heart or of wallet. It's uh, it's it's spendy, but you do get what you pay for. Coming up. Rick and Morty fans are the dumbest smart people out there, and some knucklehead traded their car in for a pack of Szechuan sauce. Get Off My Lawn is next, right after Flicker and Fade. This is Mike Cybert Radio.
2: When the storm all it left me broken now my thoughts are fed, my words decay, I don't understand what it means, and does it all detached to love, the night that you didn't call, Too fast, and my hands were covered in blood. And as it all detached.
0: Storm. That is the leadoff track off of the debut EP from Flickr and Fade called Start a Fire. And you're listening to Mike Seibert Radio. Uh, Flickr and Fade are playing a show right here in Seattle on October 20th this Friday at the Rendezvous. Along with Waking Things, who uh, you'll hear from later, and St. John's Prophets. I'll be at that show as well, uh, out supporting my homies. If you want to drop by and say hi... That would be dope. And in the meantime, if you want to check out more from Flickr and Fade, uh, drop by their website, flickerandfade.com, uh, but I would also recommend their Artist Takeover episode of The Monday Project. I'll include a link to that in the show notes, uh, but in addition to playing the Start of Fire EP with exclusive commentary from the guys, uh, they also played a live acoustic set right there in the KGRG studio, including a brand new Flickr and and fade song that at that point they hadn't even recorded yet. Um, it's uh, going to be on one of their upcoming albums. Um, and as an added bonus, that show also features an exclusive EDM version of that song you just heard, "The Storm," uh, remixed by Elijah as uh, Dolliber. So um, now I may be a little biased, uh, just a little bit, but that uh, that particular episode of the Monday Project, that radio show. Was among my very favorite radio shows that uh, that I've ever done. That didn't involve talking about the vigilante wild dog. It's time to respect your elders. Hey, you boys, get off my lawn!
2: Get off my line. Get
0: off my lawn!
2: Get off my lawn! Get off my
1: lawn! Get off my lawn! Off of my
2: lawn! Oh god. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn. Get the F off my lawn! Sorry.
0: This is Get Off My Lawn with Old Man Mike. Alright, so. I wasn't going to talk about this whole Szechuan sauce debacle at first because, um, honestly, I didn't know enough about it to really care. Um, I I just knew pretty much the same thing that you did, uh, that last week uh, McDonald's did a one day only limited release of their Sichuan McNugget dipping sauce uh, from back in the day with uh, Rick and Morty labels on it, and well... Well, to say that the supply did not meet the demand that would be an understatement now what puts this on old man mike's radar is the disproportionate outrage and quite frankly the childish response from the internet in other words stupid young people being stupid again um it it's it's so irritating that um, viral outrage is apparently a thing online. I mean, people are posting fan meltdown videos, um, and I think my buddy Killing Spree put it best when he shared this video saying that, quote, Rick and Morty fans have surpassed anime weebs in the cringe department.
2: Well, you guys know this one, boss? You know- I want sex. You Where's my sex? You I'm tickled rig. What about the dog, dog? I'm tickled rig. rig! Red. red, red. I'm tickled rig! Red. Red. red, red.
0: And you wonder why people hate geeks and young people? Well, here you go. It's shit like this. And, uh, you know, people were apparently lined up for hours like they were waiting to buy Star Wars tickets or something. But, but, but the chanting. It's pretty stupid. And I don't know, um, almost seems like these knuckleheads can hang out with those uh, people with the tiki torches out in Charlottesville. It's that level of nonsense. So I did a little bit of digging, and I found this clip on time.com that kind of kind of winds back the clock a little bit and kind of explains a little bit how we got here and why people are so uh, hung up on on this, uh, this sauce. A really old McDonald's dipping sauce just sold for nearly $15,000 on eBay. The person who created the listing says he bought a really old car and found the packet of the 20-year-old Sichuan sauce. It was sold for $14,700 after a mention in the season 3 premiere of the Cartoon Network show Rick and Morty. The listing said, After watching the recent episode of Rick and Morty, I went online to see if it was worth anything. Turns out it was. The sauce was originally released as a promotional product for the Disney movie Mulan. The episode of Rick and Morty inspired fans to start a petition to bring back the sauce. The largest one saw more than 35,000 signatures on change.org. A spokesperson for McDonald's says they're not ruling out the idea of bringing back the sauce. So yeah, uh, apparently that's what's going to happen. Uh uh at some point in the future, McDonald's is going to reissue this uh, uh Szechuan sauce from uh from Mulan. Um you know, I think they should put the Mulan stickers back on it myself, but you know, and and here's the thing. I um I don't remember the Milan sauce fondly from 1998. I'm sure I had some at the time, but you know, whatever, it's sauce. Um, But that wasn't the end of it. Um, Apparently, uh, later in the week, uh, DJ Deadmau5 uh, bought hundreds of McNuggets and shared his bottle of, apparently, he had a jug of McDonald's Szechuan sauce uh, with fans at a show he was doing in Toronto last week. But the thing that really set me off, and I think this is kind of where we hit Peak ridiculousness, and the reason why I really kind of wanted to talk about it in this segment is apparently some moron dingaling uh, traded in their car for a single packet of the sauce. Um, to say nothing about the idiots paying hundreds of dollars uh, for the sauce out on eBay. I actually checked this morning, and there are several open auctions, uh, some with several bids, um, upwards to anywhere between. 200 and 500 bucks. Now, here's the deal I don't watch Rick and Morty, I've never seen an episode. But it's funny because I know a lot of people that love it, and uh, they, they've told me more than a few times that I'd really like it and that I need to check it out. And it wasn't until I dug a little deeper into this, uh, when, when it did end up on my radar, uh, that I uh, discovered that Dan Harmon is involved in this. Um, and I loved it community. It was uh, it was one of my uh, favorite shows at the time. Um, great characters, great satire, uh, loved it until I didn't. And there was a point, I don't know exactly where the tipping point was, uh, but there was a time where community just decided to go way, over the top, um, too ridiculous, too much. Uh, maybe the Nicolas Cage episode was kind of like the 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 uh, tipping point there. Um, um, but. I think from what very little I've seen of of Rick and Morty and like commercials and memes and all of this other stuff, I think that's what Rick and Morty is. I think it's 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 a, a community unchained. You know that that type of Dan Harmon humor just turned up to fifteen. Um, where I'm going with that is that I kept thinking at some point I was going to check it out. That I was going to watch Rick and Morty, and like my friends keep telling me, maybe I would like it. um, Because it seems like on the surface it would be kind of my sense of humor. But now, with uh, how childish their fans are, yeah, I I don't want any part of that at all. Not going to watch. And on top of that, I have zero patience for a fan base that says you have to be quote-unquote smart to get the show Dude, I hate that arrogant, pretentious bullshit. I hate movie fans that do that. I especially hate music fans that do that. And now, I hate Rick and Morty fans for that. Um, Now, myself, I'm very precious about a great many things. Um, You know, I I would prefer that you like the stuff that I do. Um, But I have never told somebody that they're too dumb to get it that's just offensive and bullying and I hate bullies Now, I did notice that this week's episode of the Jake and Tom Conquer the World podcast features a discussion about Rick and Morty, um, including, and this is from their show notes, um, including the uh, uh, recurring themes of nihilism, depression, and dependency, as well as their biggest problems with the show's fan base. So I might have to check that out, and maybe that'll give me a little bit of perspective. Coming up next, I talk about the new trailers for Star Wars The Last Jedi and New Mutants right after the new single from Waking Things. It's a song called Fickle Bitch, and you're listening to Mike Ibert Radio. Don't go away.
2: I'm stuck with a rich girl's blood, dressed down to fit with the fear of owning a TV. drinks and disagree
0: Was Waking Things. Check out the video for Fickle Bitch at wakingthings.com and grab their new EP Capitalism, which includes Fickle Bitch, at their Bandcamp page. And man, you want to talk about a hardworking band. Not only is Waking Things playing this Friday the 20th at the Rendezvous in Seattle with a Flicker and Fade along with St. John's Prophets, but they are Also, constantly playing shows in the greater Seattle area. Um, uh, Check out uh, Bands in Town and just put in Waking Things and find a show near you. Huge recommend from me. And while you're at one of their shows, uh, challenge Chris to a game of Mario Kart 64. I guarantee you will not win because he's really, really good. Grab a cooler full of bum wine and your sister wife, because we're heading out to the trailer park. Oh, that's... Oh, that's not okay. That's terrible. Um, so, uh, so in the trailer park, I talk about uh, new movie trailers that came out. Um, so the uh, the new trailer for the latest X Men movie dropped this week, and it's um, not what you might expect. Uh, check this out. Here's a little bit of that.
2: I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I want you to respond truthfully. Have you ever hurt someone? Yes. Have you ever experienced anything you'd consider... abnormal? Yes? Last question. Do you know what mutants are? You've been through a lot.
0: Get some rest. That's a nice touch with the Pink Floyd, by the way, but... um But yeah, man, so apparently uh, The New Mutants is going to be a horror movie that uh, takes place in a haunted asylum, and I'll be honest, that actually kind of makes me more excited for this movie than I was before. I forget when the new Mutants movie was originally announced, but I remember at the time being fairly nonplussed. Um, I, I, uh, I just never was really a fan of those particular characters. But now, um, taking some classic X-Men characters and putting them in a horror movie setting, I think that could actually be pretty cool. And from what I've seen so far, it seems like the characters kind of look like how they're supposed to. Um, you know, as, as long as you have a uh, a Russian girl with uh, long blonde hair and bowl cut bangs, um, I, I, I think you'll be okay. And um, um, to take that last point further, I think that putting superhero characters in other movies, movie genres is actually a pretty cool idea. Um, I mean, Captain America, the Winter Soldier was obviously an espionage paranoia thriller. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was a space opera. Ant-Man, a heist movie. So why can't the new mutants be a horror movie and between this and the gifted on tv which which i'm still really enjoying and another deadpool movie on the way uh i think fox may have finally cracked the code after all and you know what as long as they stop making fantastic four movies you know maybe they're okay having the x-men license um who knows um and finally Uh, This week, the final trailer for Star Wars The Last Jedi came out, and... I don't know if I should have watched it. It's um it's incredible. Don't get me wrong, um but I think it just might show a little too much of the plot and may even have some spoilers. It's it's tough to tell because it's a trailer, um but uh let's let's take a listen to uh, some of that. So if you're spoiler phobic, you might want to jump ahead a uh, a minute or so. Um but you know what. Trailer's been out for a week. You've seen it. Uh, but anyway, here's a here's a little bit of the trailer for Star Wars The Last Jedi. When I found you,
2: I saw Raw. Special something inside me has always been there. But now it's awake and I need help. strength only once before, it didn't scare me enough then, it does now.
0: So the first time I watched it, I I was just in slack jawed delight. I mean, I mean, Star Wars. Um, uh, But then, of course, I immediately watched it a second time, and that's when it dawned on me that there might be too much. Now. I love movie trailers. I always have. Uh, the best trailers, I think, take some of the most exciting scenes, some of, you know, maybe the, the best stunts or special effect sequences, mix them up and throw a heavy soundtrack under it. Usually James Horner's score from aliens. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. Um, but it just it, it just seems to me anymore that contemporary movie trailers are just kind of condensed youtube versions of the movie I mean i i it seems to me like a lot of trailers are just kind of like the movie in sequence, just with like a lot of like the the key stunts, and I I don't know it just it just seems like maybe that's for the internet YouTube generation. I'm I'm not sure, um, but I also think that this has been an issue for uh, for a really long time now. I was I was kind of trying to put my finger on it, and you know maybe this has been a problem for uh, well over ten years. I I remember. Or even back to like, you know, X2, X Men United, where it was like, you know, by the time you get to like the third or fourth trailer, it's like, well, I've seen pretty much the whole movie now. Um, and, and I don't know if that's the way to go. So I think, I think with, um, um, I think I've seen all I need to see. So, you know, I'm gonna try to stay away from uh, TV spots if I can. And yeah, I just I I'm ready for the movie now. I just I don't And, and, and it's and it's a good point that uh, my wife brought up that Mrs. Mad said it's like, well, but that's what audience want. They want the entire goddamn movie before it comes out. And um, I'm kind of I I don't want it, but I can't resist it. Because you know, it's like I was talking about this last uh last week with uh, the Justice League trailer. It's like I I don't know anymore who movie trailers are for. Like for example, I don't need An extra awesome trailer for uh, Star Wars to get me to buy a ticket. I'm going to go. But on the other hand, something like New Mutants, where it was not on my radar, then you show me a trailer that comes out of nowhere and it turns out it's a horror movie. Well, you know, to to quote uh, uh, Leonardo in uh, uh, Django Unchained, you know, you um, you you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. Uh, but whereas something like Justice League, it becomes more repellent. It's like it, it was the same thing with Batman v Superman. The more and more trailers they showed the more and more I knew it was gonna be a pile of crap but anyway I, I don't want to dwell on that um, so anyway I I, th- I think they just I, I just... I think sometimes that trailers just put in way too many spoilers sometimes. And uh, uh, speaking of spoilers, though, this uh, this cracks me up. Uh, Vanity Fair put out a clickbait article uh, tweeting Good luck getting Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson to explain what hashtag The Last Jedi means. We tried, and here's what they said. And there's a link to an article um, to which uh, director Ryan Johnson unceremoniously confirms it's Luke, um, tweeting a reply, um... And I, I just thought that kind of cracked me up because apparently um, uh, Ryan Johnson's got no patience for uh, clickbait. So anyway, I just I just thought that was neat. But again, that's that's like a spoiler. It's like you know, uh, prior to that, it's like maybe Ray is the last Jedi, or you know, maybe uh, Kylo is redeemed and he becomes the last Jedi. Uh, but now it, it seems like it's Luke. Um, uh, but anyhow, I, I. I love pretty much everything in this trailer. I like the new walkers. Um, kind of like the, the. They look. Um Less like elephants and more like gorillas with kind of like the the, the uh, front knuckle feet thing that got going on there. Uh, Kylo Ren's tie uh, tie fighter looks looks killer, and I can't wait for more emo fueled tantrums. You know, it's my uh, um, it was my experience at a uh, college radio station for two years that that kind of uh, helped me build an appreciation for uh, emuism. <laughs> so. Uh, no, uh, um, yeah, seeing that, that Kylo Ren is definitely an emo character uh, uh, just kind of tickles me. Um, and it looks like Captain Phasma will continue to look super cool in chrome armor. Uh, but yeah, along with everybody else, I'm pretty sure that that, that screaming Porg is the uh, is going to be the scene stealer. I mean, just, just the giant eyes. He's adorable. Um, but I'm also excited to see all of the new creatures like those ice cream crystal wolf things that we saw um, saw saw them here in this trailer as well as in the behind the scenes video uh from a few months ago um i i really did not know how much acting mark hamill can do with just his eyes um i mean between what we saw at the end of force awakens and and what's going on here? It's a, it's really something, and I, I just never really saw that in his uh, um, acting in the past. I mean, we all know that you know he's a phenomenal voice actor, and that you know he, uh, uh, Mark Hamill is definitely the best version of the Joker. There, I said it. And that's this week's show. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening this week and every week you tune in. It means the world to me. I appreciate it. Um, If you'd like to check out all of my past shows and podcasts, you can listen on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, And on Apple Podcasts, because apparently we're not calling it iTunes anymore. Um, Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. I would appreciate the feedback, and I will read your reviews on the air. You can find me online at Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're interested in hearing your show promo or being a guest co-host, or if you're a local musician and would like for me to uh, give your song a spin, write into the mailbag, Radio at G email.com on next week's show i'll have the new trailer for black panther as well as interviews with this week's featured bands and again check out flicker and fade waking things and saint john's prophets this friday october 20th at the rendezvous in seattle more information in the show notes check that out all of that more next week my name is mike and this has been mike cyber radio and until next time Make good choices.